This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. On the show today, you'll find out where book publishing is going and how to take advantage of it. How to identify and avoid publishing predators. What opportunities are emerging as the book trade evolves in new forms. How to avoid losing money and much, much more. Join us now as a variety of publishing pros will deliver insights and strategies to take the author to the next, next level of publishing. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd. And now, here's your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Well, it's a fabulous day in Colorado. Those of you who listen in regularly, and there's a lot of you, um, that it's, it's been really nippy, nippy cold, like single digits. And so we have a great day. It's going to be over 30. And we have a really a great show today. We started a few weeks ago talking about some of the ins and outs of printing because it has changed a lot. And I have been including several of our sponsors as our guests because who best? who knows what's going on in the printing business, printing uh, the really true book manufacturers, and that's what printers are. They are book manufacturers. It used to be over 100 just uh, over a decade ago. Now it's down into the 20s. These are people who can do binding. They do your covers. They do embossing. They do special treatments. Uh, they can work with you and make suggestions. And one of the things that I like to do when I'm getting ready to really get close to go to print with a book, and we've decided on which printer is the right printer for our book, is that we will ask them uh, to to take a look at the cover and make maybe even some suggestions that they might have. And so with us today is Color House Graphics, one of my favorite printers, and Sandy Gould is going to be with us, and we're going to be celebrating her birthday today too as well. But she's been with Color House Graphics for a long time. It's a family-owned business. Uh, there are certain books I always know that are kind of the right fit for CHG, and that we're going to get into some of the nuances that we didn't even get to kiss on the show two weeks ago. So what we're going to be doing is looking at a variety of things, uh, you know, from what kind of services they can provide, which I think is really important. And I know Colorhouse Graphics actually has a special promotion going on right now, so Sandy will kind of give us a glimpse of it. But one of the things that she does is that she is out at trade shows and she's involved in marketing, and her really your expertise is that small press, that indie press, that person who is just not, you know, thinking of doing 10 books. Um, although they could do that, it's just going to be pricey. But people who are really, you know, focused that yeah, I'm going to, I'm, I'm, I've got a game plan. I'm going to market. I'm going to move these out, and I am going to have a book that is a product. I'm the CMO, the Chief Marketing Officer, and I'm going to go forward with that. So let's welcome Sandy to the show. Hi, Sandy. How are you? Hi, Judith. Thank you very much. I'm thrilled to be here. Um, thanks for having me. I look forward to um, talking about what authors should and small presses should talk about with their printer before they before they decide to go with a certain printer. Well, it, exactly. And, and there are different things. And as you know, uh, when I go out for books, I go out to multiple prints because we're looking at, you know, they're always looking at cost and different variables there. So you have over a decade, uh, a decade of working in the small press arena. Uh, with with us indie authors out here, so what are, what are, what are some of the differences that you see that have evolved over the last decade? 
Well, I see a lot of more indie presses coming to us. A lot, it's a lot more cost-effective to do a smaller run than it used to be, and people are more empowered to get their books out there. And so we've seen our small, small publishers and authors' business really rise quite a bit. And it's taken a big chunk of, of our business, and we really appreciate it. And we've changed some of our services that we used to offer to gear more toward the smaller presses and authors, self-publishers. And, and that's what um, I think it's always a, a good idea to have um, have uh, that that publisher, that printer, who really is sharp dealing with um, the, the whole uh, small press. They understand the indie author because well, one of the things, I think one of the differences I found, Sandy, because I came from the New York arena, is that there was so much time, you know, that, that average 18-month window that they planned for creating books. There was so much time to plan and develop and go back and forth, and a lot of things were done way ahead of when a book was done, where with the indie author, uh, indie author who is now their own publisher, is that everything, all the balls are juggled at the same time, and they all come together. I mean, there's not a book that that I don't have, you know, I, we are making changes up until the day it goes to the printer. <laughs> right, and then sometimes even after that. Right, and oh, we're able oh. to be flexible well. and and work with time frames and last-minute corrections and that kind of thing because, you know, that's life and that's what happens. And I think, you know, as a printer, we have to be flexible enough to deal with to deal with that and make it work. And that's that's where it's at. So we we just never know. All right. So let's let's get into some of these things. That uh, what should your what should a designer receive before uh, the it, it, the book is filed and goes to the printer? Well, it definitely needs a cover layout. But I like to talk to designer and the author or the the publisher about what trim size is going to be most economical and what kind of layout portrait or landscape would work best and be most economical. And we want to talk about signatures because certain projects need a certain page count if it's offset or digital. And then the designer can work, work with that so there's not a bunch of blank pages at the end if it's not necessary. So um, those are all things I like to cover with designers. I also like to kind of go over our basic file guidelines so that it's not set up completely in a way that we can't use or that's not printer friendly. So um, that saves time and expense for the publisher. Which is always critical. I mean, saving money. And, and I, so I think, I think, Sandy, it's really important to say to all of you, this is when you go through uh, a printer, when, when, you, when you go to print, this is, you don't edit. I've said this before. This is not when you start re-editing your book. The only changes that should happen once that book goes to press 
is something that really critical. Either it's ground shaking, dealing with news that, oh my God, I have to get this in. Or two, you have such a blatant typo or misdirect or whatever it is that it will absolutely harm your book. If it's a missing comma or even a period at that point, I would wait till you go back to print again. I mean, it costs to make changes. Isn't that correct, Sandy? It does cost to make changes. There is time involved and expense because we want to reproof everything that has changed. And uh, so it's not only dollars, but it's also time because sometimes, you know, printers, we schedule things very tightly. And if you have corrections, you may fall out of that schedule. And so your project may be delayed. And if you have a book signing or something, some sort of promotion, then that could be problematic. And, you know, we try and work with our customers as much as possible to keep those deadlines. But if there's, if there are corrections or, or, things like that that need to be changed, then, you know, that can alter the timeline. Mm -hmm. Sandy, talk about the, the proofing stage. When a book comes in, that it's typical, back in the old days, we used to call them blue lines. You know, we, and we did. We used to get blue lines back, you know, big sheets right. of paper, blue lines. <laughs> and now you get like a, 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 an enclosed book. I mean, you don't have the cover on it, and, uh, and although, although I've seen some with covers. Um, but they're enclosed and they're tight, so they're cut just like the book format mm -hmm. uh, you have. When, when is it the, number one, what does Color House Graphics do? Number one. Number two, what's the turnaround time? So let's say I, I deliver files to you today. Today, um, for uh, purposes, we, our show is on being heard live on the 20th of November. I delivered files the morning of the 20th to you. When would I see a proof? We, we endeavor to get proofs out within two working days. Mm -hmm. If they're print ready, if there are no exceptions, if they pass our pre-flight check, then we would have proofs on Monday morning. We send them overnight so they'd be in your hands by Tuesday. Uh, PDF proofs can sometimes be done a little faster because it's simply an email. It doesn't have to go through a uh, press to get printed and we laminate our covers so there's some some things that take some time in making a hard copy proof but we endeavor to get them out within two working days of receipt so if if the manuscript then is delivered and, and ready to print basically pdf um are you assuming then that it's gone ahead and gone and uh cleared your pre-flight well we sent we have our brief press folks do an in-depth pre-flight check. They make sure that there are no font issues, that the graphics are high resolution and everything's embedded, and that the trim size is right, the color space is right. There's a lot of things that they check to make sure that it's going to sail through the printing process without any issues. Mm -hmm. So if there's something that they flag, let's say you have a low-resolution photo, um, they'll flag it and they'll say, do you have a better photo? You know, if so, we'd like to replace it. If not, then, you know, we go with what it is. But um, there are a lot of things that they check for. For covers, they check the spine width. They check the trim. They make sure that there's nothing too close to the edge that may get cut off because there are some manufacturing, you know, differences. So there's a margin for error. So we like to make sure that nothing's really, really close to the edge. So there's a number of things that they check on 
including, you know, color, image resolution, that kind of thing. Okay, so pre-flight's very important, and that's why I'm, I'm going to say that we're, gonna, we're coming up to our first break here, but this is what I want to tell everyone, listen clearly, it's really important to deal with a book designer. I know we've had Nick Zellinger and uh, Michelle DeFilippo and several other designers on with us. And it's really important to deal with someone who designs books because they know how the, the, the printers need it and how it needs to flow over to them. This is not a, a DIY type of project when you're looking, working with a true book manufacturer. All right, this is uh, Judith Bryles. My guest is Sandy Gould today. You're listening to Author You, your guide to book publishing. We're going to be right back with much, much more on proofing, on what to do, what about the ups and downs in the cycle, what about offset versus digital, and so much more. This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network. Many of us have dreamed of writing a book. Some of us even have. Then the hard work starts. You'll need an editor. Who will design the cover or typeset the pages? Who will format the ebook? If you're a business owner, consultant, or coach with a serious message and expertise to share, the team of experts at 1106 Design can guide you through the maze. They've helped more than a thousand authors create top quality books and avoid the not so reputable self publishing companies. Learn more at 1106design.com. Then call Michelle at 602-866-3226. 1106design. Is there a book in you or another? Author You will show you how to create, develop, and publish your book without being hoodwinked. If you already have a book out, you'll find a supportive and brainstorming community that's connected and creative no matter where you live. Author You brings in national experts for its book camps and annual author extravaganza held each May. It has regular meetings and delivers webinars for its members on timely topics. Through Author You's extensive network, members enjoy exclusive benefits, including significant discounts for a variety of services necessary to publish. The Resource, its online book publishing news magazine, is content-heavy and it's free. If you want to create a book that has pizzazz, punch, and panache, Author You is for you. If you're a hobbyist or a casual author, it's not. Join Author You today through its website at authoru.org. Follow Author You on Twitter at Author You and on Facebook at Author You, where timely author and publishing tips and articles are posted daily. Author You, where the author goes to become seriously successful. Impressions are everything in the world of book publishing. Whether your book is an ebook, a print version, or both, your book cover needs to pop, sizzle, and sparkle to immediately capture the attention of your audience. And your book's interior needs to be just as dynamic and reflect the professionalism your readers demand. Nick Selinger of NZ Graphics has won numerous national and international book awards for his cover designs and interior layouts. With over 20 years of experience in graphic design, he knows what it takes to create award-winning books and the many promotional pieces that authors need, such as posters, banners, postcards, one-sheets, 
business cards, logos, and more. Visit ncgraphics.com and see what authors and publishers have to say about their award-winning books and how NZ Graphics can make your book the success it was meant to be. That's nzgraphics.com. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. All right, we're talking deep diving into printing kind of part two this week. And Sandy Gould is my um, guest. She is with Colorhouse Graphics with over a decade of experience and working with small press, small publishers, us indies out here. And we were just talking about proofs and the turnaround time. And, you know, one of the questions I think, Sandy, that begs, are there different types of proofs? And if there are, what are they? Well, we offer the PDF proof, which is a file that has been pre-flighted. It has gone through the RIP, so it's the file that we will print from. We make we send that as a PDF, and the proof of the cover will have dotted lines showing where the trim would be and where the spine will be, so you can easily tell if your spine and trim are where you intended it to be. Those are sent by email. We also have the hard copy proofs that is printed on paper. It's cut to size. We tape bind them because it's a lot cheaper than sending it through the machine to be bound with the cover. So we're trying to keep costs down. So we tape bind the text, and then the cover is printed on cover stock, and it's laminated with either gloss or matte laminate, whichever you have chosen. And um, then those are sent by overnight express. FedEx so that you'll get them the next day. There's also what we call a press proof, and we don't do these very often because they're very expensive, but for very high-quality coffee table-type books, Mm -hmm. if you have some images that you're concerned on what it would look like on the actual offset press that we'll print on, then we can take a few pages and actually make plates and run them on the press on the actual paper so you can see what it would look like. That, that's called a press proof, and it's very expensive and time-consuming, and we don't do it very often, but for something that's really critical or if you have images that might be very old or something that you're concerned about, that would be a good way to see what the actual final product will look like if it's an offset job. All right, so it, it's, it, and, and is the color, since we're talking, you know, press proof, is the color true? Well, we calibrate our machines, our digital press, which we make our proofs from, and our offset presses to be very, very close. Often uh, it's our goal to not be able to tell the difference, and usually unless you have a loop, you can't. So, But they are different. Uh, a digital press is toner, so it's solid, and an offset press is liquid ink, so they just lay down a little bit differently, and sometimes they're just a little different. They're very close, and we work very hard to make them as close as possible, but if there's something that you're concerned about, whether something will be too dark or if it's like a corporate color or something that has to match exactly, then or a PMS color, can't 
get printed on our digital press that's four color process only then um, then an offset press would do that yeah and and there there is a difference I mean when I look at digital um, I, I have a book that's printed throughout in four color with digital and when I do compare it to offset uh, you know that kind of printing there is with color there is a difference it, it's much crisper it's sharper so it could be, you know, um, we've done tests here where we did the same file, digital and offset, and bound it so it, you couldn't tell what sheet size it was on, whether it was a digital size or offset. And unless we looked very carefully, it was very difficult to see. But there are some things that, that offset just works better for, and that's there just is, you know. But. Yep, I get that. Okay, so let's just kind of jump ahead that um, on, I know that you always, I always have my guests give me some some bullets to go off of because we never know which way it's going to go. But let's just throw this on the line here that what's typically, how long does it take to produce a book and that, oh, you know what I need to do before we get into that? How do you um, allow in your process, you quote a book, you're saying, oh, you'll have a book maybe in four to five weeks, something like that. Do you do you allow your proofs to come out uh, back into the author so the author supposedly will have them so many days when you're doing those guesstimates? I typically factor in one to two days, a, a day transit, another day for review or two days for review. We make two sets so we don't have to have the authors send the proofs back. So all we need is an email or a fax saying that it's approved or telling us there's a correction. So that kind of helps take off some of the time that it would take to do the hard copy proofs. But I usually factor in two days. Now, two days. when I give a turnaround time, I say if you have print-ready files by such and such a day, we'll have mm-hmm. proofs out. We need approval by whatever day. If it takes longer, then that's fine, but we may need to add some time at the end. And often we do projects that are committee approved, where a proof has to be passed around to several people, and then we know that's going to take a little more time. So we try and factor that in if I know ahead of time. But what I like to do is give a complete schedule, files by this time, proofs out by this time, approval by this time, finished books by this time, and then we factor in transit time and deliver would be on such and such a day. Mm -hmm. And and I have to tell you, with with the authors that I work with as the book shepherd, I just say, when the proof comes in, you cancel everything, period. You cancel whatever is on your day, you cancel it, because this is the only thing you're going to do, and you're going to flip it within 24 hours. That's my attitude. (laughs) That helps us. That, That really helps us, because like I said earlier, our schedule is really tight, and if something takes longer than what we expect, then they're going to fill that time because it's expensive to have a press not running. So if your project takes too many days to proof, then we're going to move something else to fill that time, and then we're going to have to re-slot you in somewhere. So, so that's great. You know, we love quick proof turnaround time. That's yeah. That's terrific. Yeah, that is terrific. All right. So um, it it's it, for all of you listening in that there is a schedule here, and it just I think what you need to understand is that when they set you up, 
to go through these is that you're on a schedule. You've got this certain mark that Colorhouse Graphics and other printers do. And if you fall out of the line, so to speak, you don't get things in in a, a specific period of time, you kind of lose your place in the queue. So it's really, and at least that's what I believe. Um, and I know when I'm working with authors, that's what happens. You know, I kind of plan on moving a book forward, and all of a sudden you decide to take a hiatus for a month or two. It's like starting all over again. I mean, do, do you have those experiences, Sandy? We do. And, you know, life happens and things happen, and, you know, we try and be as flexible as we can, especially if we know that there's a certain date. If you have a book signing or some sort of promotion, then, you know, we try and work things around to still meet that. But, I mean, if you take four or five days with a proof, then, you know, we can't, we can't make that much time up. But, you know, wherever we can, we try and, try and work with the, the author or the publisher and still meet the dates, even though they may take a little bit of time longer than what we expect, but we really like fast turnaround time because, you know, when you approve a proof, there's still a lot that has to do before the book is, has to be done before the book is finished. We have to make plates. We have to put it on the press. All the forms have to be printed. Then it has to be folded, and then it has to go to the binder. So if we're late on one project or one part of the manufacturing process, then that affects everything else in the schedule that's going to happen with that. So we really try and try and keep things on track and our project coordinators, you know, if you've had your proof for longer than a couple of days, they'll email or call and kind of nudge and say, hey, are you working on the proof? Will we have approval soon, you know, just so that they can keep on schedule. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's where the, the in-house coordinator works. Um, I, we have about two minutes before our next break, but let's just jump on to what a signature is. Um, and I know I try I always try to explain them when you're getting the layout that there are normal signatures in in printing that actually will save you cost. Do you want to tap on that? Right. Uh, a signature is a section of a book. So let's say your book is six by nine. That size of book we print in thirty two page signatures. A signature is just a section that means, 16 fronts and 16 backs on each sheet that goes through our offset press. So we don't, we can't have page counts that are that they have to be divisible by eight because that's a fourth of a section. So always divisible by eight. And, and what you know, Sandy, yes. what a lot of yeah, a lot of times authors don't realize that. Let's say that you've got a hundred and sixty page book total from every front matter, back matter. The whole book is hundred sixty. So that that would be you know when I think this, I, I think in signatures is sixteen pages, typically. Um, right. But you're saying for you it's thirty two. Is that correct? Right, but. I mean, we can still do page counts that are divisible by eight. So if you had, um, I mean, 160 is even 32. So we like that. That's that. Not that we like it, but it's economical because it's all the same signature size. If all right. So add, when we come back, we're going to talk about why it's economical, and that book that maybe is 153 pages is might cost you more to print. This is Judith Bryles. Sandy Gould with Colorhouse Graphics is with me today, and we're talking printing variations. We'll be right back.
This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network. Since 1987, Color House Graphics has set the standard for quality book production. Whether you decide to print a small quantity of books or need a large print run, depend on Color House to help you. You'll receive professional help and advice the moment you reach one of our representatives. If you mention hearing about us on your guide to book publishing with Judith Bryles, we will provide you with discount on the first order you place. To speak with a project manager, call us toll-free at 800-454-1916 or visit us at www.colorhousegraphics.com. and Harry Shore started Thompson Shore in 1972, they believed employees with great character would make up the best company. They were right. They hired people who were not only experts in bookmaking, but who were obsessed with quality and delivering exceptional customer service. Almost 40 years later, Thompson Shore remains a 100% employee-owned company. Ned and Harry knew that successful customer projects are a direct result of empowered employees. We specialize in all books for large and small publishers. Creating beautiful and well-made books, we're dedicated to pleasing our customers by making the experience a good one from start to finish. The personal touch we have with our customers allows us to be innovative in solving their most difficult challenges. Our platform also ensures that we can remain flexible to meet our customers' unique needs and expectations. Our marketing kit can create buzz for your title, enhancing the promotion of your book during infancy. When you need to test the market to gauge your future sales, we can provide digitally printed books that will transition seamlessly into a larger offset run. From ebook to hard copy to delivery, our skillful customer service teams are at the ready to answer your most pressing questions. At Thompson Shore, we know that making the highest quality books requires more than just best technologies. It requires superior customer service, professionalism to the trade, and commitment to environmental and social values. With these standards of excellence in place, you can be sure that we will always help you put your best book forward. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Coming up, you'll hear more about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. All right, we're talking printing. And just before we went to the break, um, we were talking signatures in sections. Sandy mentioned six by nine. You're doing far, I will tell you, we're doing far less six by nine books. It's more in the five and a half by eight and a half. So, Sandy, why don't you get into are the do those those signature breaks that divisible by eight um, extend to multiple sizes, or are there some sizes that there are different signature breaks on? Well, there are big there are different signature breaks on larger trim size books. Let's ah. say seven by ten or eight and a half by eleven. Mm-hmm. We would print that size book in a sixteen page signature, so eight fronts and eight backs on each sheet that goes through our press. Mm-hmm. Oh, because of the bigger size. Right. And it's always cheaper to be 
in even signatures than to have odd signatures because there's more press time, there's more plates, there's more folding folder setups. For example, if you have a 192-page book, it's cheaper typically than a 184-page book because 184 has 32-page signatures, a 16, and an 8. So you have three folder setups where 192 is more paper, but the paper, the folder setup time or other setup time and the different signature breaks offsets and exceeds the amount of the extra paper that would the cost involved anyway. Yeah, and, and then let me just share this with visual for our listeners that if you when you do these divisions and this is you can't do it until your book is formally laid out and make sure that you every every page is counted. We're talking about your copyright page, every page, front matter, back matter, and the core of your book. So you get those divisors. If you are someone that all of a sudden you have a few extra pages, for heaven's sakes, fill them. You should have an about the author page. You should have, if you, if you, especially in the nonfiction arena, you know, working with, uh, working, how to work with you, how to bring you to their group to speak. If you're a fiction author, you might want to create a page for, um, you know, questions or, or topic discussions for book clubs. Start targeting your audience to fill up these, these pages because one of the things that bugs me, and I don't know about Sandy here, she can jump in, but is empty, a, seeing a whole bunch of empty pages in the back of the book. Um, and if, if you're in a book that could be in a notebook type thing, um, and I know I had a book a few years ago, uh, my author you creating and building uh, your author and book platforms that we did, and it was a 7 by 10 uh, book that, or 10 by 7, I guess we should say it that way, is that we actually added in, which worked out for people, some note pages because it is a, it was a combo book workbook to create that stellar book and build your platform. So uh, be creative here, but if you can listen to what Sandy's saying, it's so imperative to get to these even numbers because you'll save money because if they have to put more work into it, the bid's going to be higher. So great. Right. There's a lot of creative things, like you said, that you can do to fill those empty pages. I've seen people advertise other books that they've done Mm -hmm. and, You can do some of your marketing in the back of the book or reviews. If you've had people um, give you reviews, you can fill up empty pages that way. Sometimes people put a blank in the front and a blank in the back, but so it's kind of like an end sheet on a soft cover book, but I never like to open a book to a blank page, you know. But that's, yeah, that's I think it's more inclined to take those reviews. If you've got people who are saying you're a rock star, five or six um, here's a couple of another idea that just... you can do. If, that You put that in the very front matter when your book opens. If you've got some endorsements, pre-reviews that are lengthier, you can put them in them if they come from different groups. I've got a, a, a kid's book that we're working on right now that we're going to be doing. You know, uh, Parents are talking, teachers are talking, kids are talking type of thing. Um, so that you can bring everybody in. You don't want to have too much in front, in the front matter. That You don't want to have them to get to perpetuity, literally, before they can get reading your book. But um, that, that's just a couple of ideas. So that's important in the area. Sandy, talk, talk to me about binding styles um, and, and what trim sizes work best for Colorhouse Graphics. But there, there are different types of binding, and certainly between paper as well as your case-bound hardback. Right. Well, we 
we kind of specialize in odd trim size. It's not a problem for us. We, you know, if you have a, a strange size book that you feel, or a, an odd size that you feel would be best for your book, then we don't have a problem with that. The only issue we have are, are mechanical limitations. So the smallest size book we can do is four inches wide by five and a half tall. But if you wanted four and an eighth by five and five and seven eighths, that would work too. It it doesn't matter for us. The only issue with an odd size is that, to be practical, we stock standard carton sizes. So if you have an odd size book, we may have to use a little more packaging. So you may get some paper stuffed or some styrofoam just to make the cartons tight because books travel best when they're packed tightly. So that's oh, really yeah. the only. <laughs> the only issue and it's not really an issue it's just don't be surprised if you have extra packaging material because we can't stock every size carton so we have standards and it's critical all of you who are doing shipping with your books is to make them uh, tight and you know a little tip I'll give you I mean for all my clients I always order a book from Amazon because I want to see how it comes packaged Um, (laughs) and see if they're doing tightly because sometimes they don't and the books end up being damaged so as an author, you want to make sure you squawk um, in those cases. Sandy, when you talk about ads, odd sizes, you know, we're, you're talking about small, this, this four by five and a half. But what about odd shapes? I'm sorry, odd? Shapes. What, what if I have a, a book that's shaped like a baseball? Oh, well, if it's shaped like a baseball, it would need to be die cut. Mm-hmm. And there, there are places out there that can do that. Um, we've... We've die-cut heart shapes out of covers and different shapes, but not really through the whole book because it's possible, but it's expensive, and there aren't a lot of die-cutters out there that are able to do a good job with books because the pages are, they compress, and they can shift a little bit, so um, it's difficult to get a good, clean clean die cut on something like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I, you know, I, I, I jumped over, but I, I wanted to come back to also that binding styles um, because people are confused about the binding and, you know, what, what it, you know, adhesive certainly has glue, but do we, for a hardback book, do we do it, do we sew it or do we adhese it? I mean, what's, what's the standard now? Well, really for we see them the most that come through our our doors are adhesive case bound we also offer smite case and for very thin books we offer side sewing um smite case the minimum is an eighth of an inch but if you have 32 page children's book on a 100 pound gloss it's not going to get to an eighth of an inch so then we recommend side sewing which is a really sturdy Finding method for a thin children's type book. But we also offer spiral binding, plastic coil, double wire. We have a sister company just down the street that does that for us, mechanical binding. So we do a lot of that. We also do saddle stitching where it's folded and there's, we call them stitches, but they essentially look like staples in the center. Mm-hmm. And and so what are what what would be commonly used? Which type of book would commonly as you'd go into that? You're saying children's would be the the sewn. 
would be the side sewn if it's very thin because it's very sturdy and it's it's geared towards thin hooks. Um, my sewing is a little more expensive and it takes a little bit longer because it's a slower process, but that's a little more relaxed. So if you are going, it'll open flatter, a little more flat than maybe an adhesive case because it's a little, it's not as glued tightly and there's mm -hmm. no milling on the signatures. So it, it opens and relaxes open a little bit easier. Um, Durability-wise, Smythe case is probably a little more durable than standard glue, but adhesive have, adhesives have come a long way in the last 15, 20 years. So what we use now is very durable. I really don't get complaints about, about any issues with um, case, adhesive case bound books not being durable. If it's something that's going to be on coated paper, then I would recommend either sewing or PUR adhesive, which is a special kind of glue that kind of reacts with the coating on the paper and it's made for for binding coated papers. The slippery slipperier finish on the gloss or matte coated papers. All right. And then, you know, I, I have to ask this question. You know, after you, we've gotten all through this, we've, we've gone through everything, <laughs> what happens to the files? Um, and you've printed the book and everything. Do you keep those in, in kind of an archive? Um, that, we do that archives the, of print files for three years. Uh -huh. But I always recommend making copies, then making more copies, and then another copy and keeping it in several places <laughs> in your own archive. I always tell customers, you know, make sure that we don't have the only copy. Your designer may move or change locations or vocations, and mm -hmm. uh, you don't want your printer to be the only one in the world to have a copy of your file. Yeah, um, so one of the things very important to all of listening in is that after you get a book design and it's, you know, you've, you've, you've approved it with proof, make sure that your designer... Um, gives you a full PDF, so you have that. And as Sandy's recommending, you keep one copy, two copies, three copies, but keep copies. It's critical. All right, we're going to be right back. Sandy, I know, has a special offer from Colorhouse Graphics, and we're going to share it and reveal it right after our final break. is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network. The book shepherding concept is simple. The publishing world is changing and so must you. You need an experienced shepherd and a guide to partner with you as you create, strategize, develop, publish, and achieve your publishing goals. You can't do it alone without paying the price. You can spend your money creating a book that turns out to be so-so, or you can create a book that looks and feels classy, builds your brand, and is a financial success, a bestseller. It's your choice. You choose. You need the book shepherd. Publishing is riddled with obstacles, sometimes nightmares for the author. You don't need problems. You want solutions. 
Dr. Judith Bryles will shepherd you through the maze and the chaos. At times, she's had to step in and rescue a book, a book that has been sabotaged by a publisher or by a publishing service provider or sometimes even the author themselves. Judith Bryles is the book shepherd. If you want to create a book with no regrets, give her a call today, 303-885-2207. That's 303-885-2207 or email her at judith at bryles.com. By the way, Bryles is spelled B-R-I-L-E-S. Follow Judith on Twitter at My Book Shepherd and on Facebook at The Book Shepherd. This is the Toginet Radio Network, broadcasting quality programming to the world. At Total Printing Systems, customer service is our priority. We are located in Southern Illinois. Our employees have an average of 18 years' experience and know that customer relationships are important to our continued success. We have been a short-run book printer for nearly 40 years and always stay at the forefront of technology. Our niche is from 1 to 5,000 copies. Today, we offer digital black and white and four-color high-speed inkjet printing, a cost-effective way to introduce color into your short-run titles. We, of course, offer traditional offset printing as well. Bindery is done in-house, from adhesive case binding to PUR, perfect binding to mechanical binding of all types including side sewing we provide warehousing kitting distribution inventory management a new print on demand facility streaming browser based ebooks and bookstore call us at 1-800-465-5200 for a quote on your next book project you can also visit our website at www.tps1.com Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. All right, we're talking printing um, and that uh, printing and bindery and uh, proofs and a variety of things. Sandy Gould, who is one of the sales reps with Colorhouse Graphics, one of our fabulous sponsors for Author You, You Guide to Book Publishing, is with us today. And, you know, I need to give Colorhouse Graphics a shout out because they printed my last book. And that's if you want to see a really high, because it would make me also feel really good. If you want to see a really high quality book that Snappy Sassy Salty is really a gift book. And it's got a gorgeous matte cover. It's hardback. It's one of those little gems. It's a four by six. So it's one of those small sizes. But I, I'm going to encourage for, for just listening to this, go to Amazon and order the book. It, you'll see that it's got a ribbon in it. It's got what we call decoed um, edges, so it's got rough edges on the the right side throughout it. It's got colored uh, end sheets within it. It is really beautifully done and crafted. I couldn't be happier with it. And everyone always kind of oohs and ahs when they touch it, um, as well as when they start going through it. So it's a high-end book. Um, it wasn't cheap, I will tell you that. It wasn't cheap. 
but it's a high-end book. And if you want to have something that maybe is kind of a signature or a gem, um, get a copy of Snappy Sassy Salty. It's the perfect gift for you at this time of the year, as well as others who are writing or into uh, um, uh, uh, for writing for articles, blogs, etc., or their own book, because it's wise words for authors and writers. So we have that. So, Sandy, you have a special deal going on at Color House, and we've been talking about uh, pricing and how to save some money. So let's let's share that with everyone, and then we're going to finish up some key things. Right. Um, sometimes printers, when they have slower times, they have press time to fill will offer a little discount to, for incentive to bring work in and fill up the presses. So right now, until December 15th, you have your project come in to, pre- to print by December 15th. We are offering a 3% pre- I'm sorry, 3% discount on orders of 750 books or fewer and a 3% discount on 750 and up if it's black ink only on the interior but if it's a color book 750 or more we're offering a five percent discount wow that's terrific to take the edge off and you know helps us fill up some time and um we'll give you a little bit of a discount so so sandy does that have to be um the book has to be delivered by the 15th of the month or it has to be queued up to be printed like in january we need to have files signed contract deposit in by the 15th got it all right and typically every all of you listening in it's it's very common for printers to say when you go in your files are accepted you pay a 50 percent deposit you will pay the balance before it gets, they will not ship it out to you until you pay the rest of the printing bill. That correct, Sandy? That's how we work it. Yes, it's custom yeah, that's, work, it's and um, it just helps us keep things going. And um, yeah, that's what we do. Yeah, Sandy, I have a question about this this phrase called overs and unders. I know that when I get bids back and I send out for bids, typically there is a clause in there that there could be an over under. Would you explain to that for our listeners what exactly that means? Oh, I'd love to. I get asked that question a lot. In printing, there is waste at every stage of manufacturing. So we factor in extra paper so we can account for the waste at each stage. If we have a better-than-expected production run, we may end up with more books than what you ordered. So our policy is that by accepting our quote, you agree to take up to 5% more than what you order. Mm-hmm. in overruns. We don't always get 5%. We don't often get 5%, but we usually have some. On the other hand, if for some reason we have more waste than we anticipate, you know, our folders run really fast, and if there's, you know, a wrinkle or something happens and we end up wasting more of one signature that affects the rest of the books, then we may we have more waste and may end up with fewer books. So you also agree to take up to 5% less than what you order and call the order complete. Now, we only bill for what we ship, so you're not getting charged for any underruns if we end up being short. We don't like to be short, so we, we try and build in enough that we can anticipate any production mishaps that may happen. It doesn't happen a lot, but occasionally. So we... Um, that's our policy, plus or minus 5%. All right, so I think that that's good for people to know. And I'll, I'll tell you that if you get a few extra, 
you should be doing a happy dance because you're getting it at a reasonable price. And secondly, those are those those are books that you can use for seeding and, and giving away, or you get them out for reviews, and you do a variety of things like that. I mean, it's 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 important to have some stuff. Um, I, I, I've seen some authors, Sandy, that just they want to clutch every book. No, no, you've got to give me twenty bucks or whatever the price is. You know, they and they don't realize that sometimes it is a very good strategic marketing uh, do to push them out into people's hands to get them to shout out. And I often would say, you know, if I give you a copy of the book, I mean, there are certain things that I've done for over the years because I've been doing this for three decades, is that if I'm, if I'm doing some giveaways that I said, here's, you know, I would say, here's the deal. I'm going to, you know, give you a copy <laughs> and you get to go buy a copy for someone else. And I also really believe this, you know, friends don't expect free books. Friends support you and buy books. So that, that's just my kind of two bits on, on that. <laughs> right. during, during the season of gratitude. During the season of gratitude. All right. So um, what's the differences, uh, Sandy, between hard costs, uh, hard books, hard copies, case-bound, whatever we want to call them, and, and the soft paper? Well, hardcover books are bound with a binder board. You can get two different kinds of covers. You can get the what we call a case wrap, which is a printed laminated cover that is glued to the binder board so it's not removable. Or you can get a cloth cover or a paper cover that is glued to the binder board and then have a dust jacket on top of it. So those are the two different kinds, the basic two different kinds of case bound books. And then soft cover is your standard paperback book um, with a bendable cover that's laminated as well. All right. So, and the cost difference? Uh, hardcover books run more, and that's just because there are more materials involved um, with the cover and the boards, and there are more manufacturing processes with the foil stamping on the, on the cloth or paper cover before the dust jacket goes on. So there's, there's more cost involved because there's more materials and more manufacturing processes. Mm-hmm. And so, and the difference might be, can you help me? You know, it just depends because uh, it's hard to say what it would be, you know, soft cover versus hard cover. It's not double or anything like that, but it is more, it's hard to say because there's so many variables in each book, you know, trim size paper and all of that. So I don't get many that are exactly apples to apples. Mm-hmm. that I would just know off the top of my head what the difference would be. But we'd be happy to run quotes both ways if you are wondering, and most right. people do. So. And, and you know what? I think that's a good idea. Or you may have what we call a split run, meaning you're going to do some in soft and some in hard, correct? Right. That's, that's, a, good, that's a good plan. Um, all you need is both ISBN numbers, or yes. both for the soft and the hard cover on the same or on the copyright page, and then you can use the same bodies. <laughs> Print, print all of them at once and um, just bind them two different ways. Yeah, and, 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 you know, Sandy alluded to something we do now with all our authors on the copyright page. We, we, we lay out all the ISBNs, the e-book ISBN, the paperback ISBN. Even the paper's not out. When it's coming, it's there. The hardback, if they do a hardback. I know we're, doing, uh, we're printing a hardback right now for a client. 
I don't know when the paper will come in, but we have all of them in there, so it's there, and we don't have to redo that page over again. So think ahead. All right, Sandy, we actually have just a very short period of time, so I need to ask this question. What does it cost to go back to print? Let's say we have a happy dance, we've sold out everything. When's a good time to go back to print? And is there a reduction because some of the pre-press doesn't have to be done? There is sometimes a little bit of a reduction, but a lot of people expect there to be a huge price difference on reprints than there was on the original book. And that uh -huh. was true back when everybody used film for printing because that was a much higher cost on the front end. And since that was already done, it was a lot cheaper to do reprints. Now with being computer to plate, it's really cheap to do updates and um, we don't hang plates anymore because the computer to plate plates are a little more fragile than the old style plates were 15 years ago. So we always recycle those and make fresh plates every time. So there's not a huge difference between reprints and initial runs. You don't have your proofing cost in there, but um, the pre-press cost is about the same. All right, so, but, but is it a little bit shorter to print? I mean, it's if, a faster if I, turnaround time because yeah. you don't have the Great. proofing in there. So, so, so normally, if it takes what five weeks to print a book, do you, what, what do you like to average from the files go in and they go out? For soft cover book uh, offset quantities, we are comfortable with about three weeks. Sometimes we can do a little better than that. At peak okay. times, it may be a little bit more than that. Hard cover is usually about two weeks longer than a soft cover. Okay. Um, all right. If it's an exact reprint and there are no updates, you can take sometimes three to four days off the turnaround time. But it kind all of right. all depends on what. <laughs> and, and, and with that, we're going to thank Sandy Good, Color House uh, uh, Graphics, for being with us today. This is Judith Bryles. You're listening to Author You, your guide to book publishing. And reminder, end of this month, the Draft to Dream book competition. Early bird rates are will go up to enter it. Four lucky authors are going to win close to $10,000 each in prizes. Go to authoru.org to get all the information. It's the Draft a Dream book competition. We'll see you next week. Thank you for being a part of your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Each week, a variety.